Everybody and welcome back to your favorite GI Joe podcast show. Bring it in the new year, 2023. This is going to be a wild one because we are all exhausted, and it's only like eight o'clock as we record this, and we're in trouble today. Will we get through it? I don't know. In any case, this is knowing is half the podcast, and I am Ray Stacanus. I'm Robert Clark Chan. I'm Gina Polito. And Gina literally messaged the group saying, Chan, if you don't get this thing started, I will fall asleep. And while you were gone off getting a a, a Pepsi uh, crap star. How dare uh, you? It's Gina not called Pepsi crap, crap star since 2012. Admitted that she actually did fall asleep in the time that it took me to finish this thing. So, yeah. I, yeah I, when I said, hurry, I'm falling asleep. I fell asleep like a minute later. So I, mean, when I wrote only, Gina, was, wake up in all caps. Is that what actually woke you up? No, no, but it was like oh. only I only fell asleep for I'm assuming like two minutes, and th- and then I I like was like if I don't get up and walk around I'm gonna I'm gonna fall asleep. So when Chan had sent it, I was getting up and walking around. Otherwise, you guys <laughs> wouldn't have heard my dulcet, sleepy, hoarse tones. <laughs> Nay, we would not. Anyway, I want to no, I'm not going to apologize, but I will say this was a horrible choice on my part. Um, because it was New Year's Eve, so I liked it. Like at the end, they just throw some shit in about oh, by the way, it's uh, New Year's. They did. Um, I will say that at the end, I was like, wait, did I know this was New Year's? And then I remembered that, like, yeah, that was their deadline the whole episode. I think they maybe mentioned it once. Yeah, guys, this is a str- this obviously has a lot of context. This We're watching an episode of Street Sharks. It's called Shark Wars. There's clearly a lot of context because this is a mid back end of season three episode of the show that Chan picked out because it had a tangential New Year's Eve tie in to go with. Is this the, you our know, first I know it's, New Year's oh, roll? Of course, we dropped it after New first- Year's. Yeah, but is this our first New Year's episode? Uh, yeah. The, uh, I like oh, I don't know. Maybe. Because I would like to make this a thing every year. I mean, every year we do a New Year's episode after New Year's. Every year we do the Street Sharks New Year's episode. <laughs> yeah, oh we just we just notice new new things every time. There's so many layers to Street Sharks. The oh, Shark dude. Wars one minute at a time podcast for Groundhog's Day. Can we do like one episode every year, the same episode or something? <laughs> that would be very funny and meta and. Probably should have started it six years ago instead of. Yeah, it would have been a good before. bit in season one or two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> but no, uh, Street Sharks. Now I feel like we've watched Street Sharks before. Yeah, uh, on the show, I'm pretty sure we have. Yes, have we. It's yeah, so I didn't bad, look, but I, I believe we have. Yeah, we have. Oh. I do think we probably uh, uh, like tuned it out, but I remember, oh, yeah. like, I th- I'm pretty sure I said something along the lines of like. Oh, this is just this is just uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but with sharks. It uh, is, but did y'all someone... notice that it was post-apocalyptic? Because that's uh, weird, right? I don't remember this show being post-apocalyptic, but this yeah. episode clearly was. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, for the record, we did do a Charlie Brown New Year special. Uh, oh, we back did, in- yes. So, also, for the record, uh, we one of our Patreon subscribers, December 7th, 2018, wanted us to do Street Sharks. Mm-hmm. Wow. What are you? What are you doing, Gina? Are you scraping wow. Twitter for old references? No, I I literally just punched into our. Oh my god, you guys are so old! I punched <laughs> Street Sharks into our chat. Did you did you punch Wait, you Street Sharks into our <laughs> chat? Is that what you did, Gina? <laughs> we've we've done uh, yeah, and you you even specifically said we've done Street Sharks, but we haven't done Static Shock. I see. We still haven't done Static Shock. How I can we have done Static Shock was a thing not very long ago? Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at messages, and when I guess when we had Joe Hospital on as a guest, he, or maybe he just wanted to be a guest, but we never had him on. <laughs> he, he asked if we had done Static Shock or Street Sharks, and and Chan said we've done Street Sharks. Street Sharks. We haven't done uh, Static Shock. Oh, we better do Static Shock next week. Well, we're not. Uh, we're doing uh, G.I. Joe again next week, everybody. We got mini no, no. movies to watch. Let's we go. Do Static Shock next week. I don't think I don't have the, I don't. It's not on the calendar, Chan. I'm sorry. Um, I have access to the calendar. I will change this. Uh, I'm afraid it's immutable. Uh, once G.I. Joe goes in, it slides right in. And people want to know about um, spy troops. People are very interested in our take about G.I. Joe 45 minute movie Spy Troops from 2003. Finally, G.I. Joe hits the new millennia. Oh, dear. Get ready for that. CGI. It's on YouTube. I found it. Mm. Watched a minute I, of it. And it oh, is no. a treat. No. Now, now Chan is going to purposely hate it. Chan was going to hate it anyway, treat. Gina. Don't worry about that. But you, you said it was a treat. And now Chan yeah, because is going to hate well, it. Gina, hold on. It's G.I. Joe. So you already know I'm going to love it. Chan's mm-hmm. going to hate it, and th- your opinion is really the one that tells us wh- who's right. <laughs> it's your perfect se- setup. Okay. Right? Anyway, we're talking about Street Sharks this week, and this, you know what? There were aspects of this episode I liked, one of which was not the lazy 1990s theme song, which this show was made in 96, I believe, at the end credits told me. And Chen, can we hear a little bit of this lazy '90s? Th- it is so '90s, and like in every like every '90s cliche. One, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Denver, the last dinosaur, was the same way. They just this, throw in the same stupid '90s cliches in the intro for everything of this era, and it kills me. <laughs> Yeah, just there's just nothing there. Uh, well, there's a lot of saxophone there, uh, way more than I was expecting. Not enough. Yeah, you can never have too much saxophone. Yes, you can. Oh, tell that to John Tesh's live at Red Rocks, ma'am. Uh, also, I, I didn't uh, uh, play you the part where there was the first 
Jawsome of the episode. Okay, um, did you? I was literally. We got to a point in the episode, Chan. Yep, I said yep. to myself, "It is Chan no. doing a counter of how no. many times they say the word Jawsome." No, it wasn't until halfway through that I was like, "Oh my god, how many times are they going to say this?" Like, I get, I get that they're going to, you know, have like wacky uh, shark specific surfer slang, but the number of times they said Jawsome was abominable. Wait, can I tell you something weird? Oh, boy. Uh, apparently, you guys recorded a Street Sharks without me. So I don't know how the hell I remember Street Sharks, and you guys don't remember Street Sharks. You <laughs> recorded it with someone named Josh Bandy. Bandy. Yes. Oh, Josh Bandy. In season three. Who is now on a show? Street Sharks Revival? Uh, Probably. He booked it. He probably. booked it. Yeah. But I don't know what, then in that case, I don't know what the hell I'm thinking because I was watching it and I was like, I think I've seen this before. Maybe I was getting it confused with something else. You probably <laughs> watched it back when it was new, I'm guessing. Hell no, I did not. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my bad. Uh, yeah, this theme song just, I don't know, did not do it for me. It's just, it's so generic. Look, uh, for those who don't know, this is a Deke production, which means <laughs> that all of the actors are going to be Canadian and not famous and not well-known in voice acting community. They sort of just got whoever they got. Uh, one of the things that really, I don't know, I found the things about this that I usually would enjoy in a 90s cartoon, uh, I found annoying here in that you had one of them who was clearly a surfer, which was the which was the thing in every team of every 90s show, whether it was the Ninja Turtles, Michelangelo, G.I. Joe Extremes, Black Dragon, and Metalhead, or in the Street Sharks case it was whichever which one was the surfer was that jab i don't even know nah who could tell i really got them confused with battle toads for a second and that was upsetting <laughs> i was like which one is pimple yeah oh yeah maybe maybe battle to i distinctly remember seeing something where i was like oh this is a ripoff of teenage mutant ninja turtles are you confusing I mean it with swat cats I, I must be confusing with something because we did watch Battletoads on the show fairly recently. Yeah, maybe it was Battletoads. Wait, okay, well, radioactive black belt hamsters. It's a great comic. Well, now I want to know who would win in the, in in a fight between Battletoads and Street Sharks. Also, I want to know man, logistics. only there were podcasts that did that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I know the logistics of how these sharks swim in the earth. There's a lot of things this show just sort of accepts that I don't. But like, maybe it's explained in another episode, but I like, Absolutely what if they not. hit, are they, are they digging up pipes under there? Cause if you're going through a city and mm. you're a shark and you're going through like the ground mm. and their, their shark fins are up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're probably slicing through pipes left and right. Mm -hmm. People, there are whole apartment complexes that have do not have water, do not have gas, all because of the street sharks. There was not a single human in this cartoon no. other than their friend, brother, whatever person. It, I it think he's their brother, me. and he's the only one that's immune to these this mutation. Yeah, I don't know. I, everyone it, else is dead. Yeah, I see. Okay, here's the deal. I did look up a little Wikipedia because Gina shamed me into finally looking it up. <laughs> and so in Street Sharks, in the world of Street Sharks, as the wiki told me, and this is off my memory now, I'm not reading it, but there was a father who was like a, a scientist and he had, uh, there were two scientists. 
One was the dad who they kind of talked to on the TV. The other one was the guy, the evil guy from this episode, Techno Piranha. Sure. Uh, and they were working together on some sort of, I don't know, gene thing. Uh, and uh, the evil guy wanted to profit from together. It. Huh? You were your coworker. You go into the office tomorrow morning. You go up to the coffee maker and you start making coffee. And your coworker, Techno Piranha, comes up next to you. It's like, hey, what's up, man? Well, how about the bears this week, huh? Whoa. Uh, two things, Chan. One, I don't make coffee at my job. They make it for me. Two, <laughs> Techno Piranha was his name after he was mutated. He had a real human name before that. He was like Dr. <laughs> Pericles or something. I don't know. But anyway, so the two of them disagreed on what to do with this technology. Uh, it ended up resulting in the doctor. Everybody basically got mutated, and including the four sons of the well, the good guy doctor uh, who became the street sharks, the bad guy became techno paranoid. And there were, I don't know who those other two were. Cause there were six sharks here. One could fly. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. This is the Oliver cousin Oliver situation. I don't know what's happening on street sharks at this point. I don't know why it's post-apocalyptic. Cause my understanding is it is not supposed to be, um, <laughs> but there were no humans. And it did strike me earlier. Like this is a major city and there is no one outdoors. Look, what maybe it's LA at Christmas time. Maybe just everyone left because that's what they do because it's point. New Year's. And all the buildings oh. are dilapidated. So, uh, but yeah. anyway, that's the story of Street Sharks. Um, the, the whole thing revolves around this virus to perfect everyone, which Techno Paranoid is trying to do. And honestly, the one bit that I really, really liked a lot was the concept of future Techno Paranoid using a time machine. To come back and help him because he's going too slow with his evil plans and just coming in, treating him like absolute shit and just taking over the, the whole deal. Uh, I thought that was very fun. I mean, they didn't do a good job with it, but it was a very fun idea of having a recurring villain just be the same villain, but from the future. And he's a dick. I hated it because there was no payoff. Yeah. Yeah. You could see you could see the new guy or the old the present guy like getting mad. I'm like, okay, well, I, does he turn on him or something? Like, none of this makes any sense because why would future you come back and be mean to present you because he's still you? Yeah, um, I could see it. I would be mean to myself. I, well, to be fair, Gina would bully herself. That's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you know, this like it reminded me a little bit of of. X-Men, the animated series. Days Whoa. Wow. Yeah, I'd go no, there. Like, yep. No, we it, have like, Julia LeWald's email. I can, I could uh, email her and say that Gina <laughs> thinks that your show is basically street sharks. No, uh, what I'm saying is it made me think like someone watched the X-Men days of future past arc in X-Men, the animated series and was like, how do we do something like this? But they took out all of the elegance of it and were just well, like, yeah, like, what if what if a dude came back and it was himself? And I'm going to miss Claremont and tell him that you said the days of future past was just basically street sharks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's Do not it. wrong, though, to be fair. Do it. Um, the thing about this is I think there was a lot of context around what's happening that we don't know because all the street sharks were like, oh, yes, we know Techno Paranoid has this plan to release this virus and he's going to do it on New Year's Eve. 
So the whole right. like the, everybody knew that. So this evil guy coming back in time was to speed it up so it drops before New Year's Eve. Right. So the street sharks can't foil the plan. Not a bad plan, except for the fact that he like telegraphs everything. So all the subterfuge goes out the window when you basically tell them what you're doing. Yeah. It's a weird, um, but I uh, thought it was fun. Fun idea. I, I thought it was fun that he uh, created COVID-19 way back in the yep. night. Oh, that was shit. the first note that I made too. First note that I made was this is, this, so this is where COVID came from. <laughs> Uh, manufactured in a lab. It turns out the crazies were right. <laughs> oh my Weirdly, god! Weirdly, right. I didn't think he was—he uh, didn't look that Chinese, but I guess he must have been. <laughs> Jesus, I wasn't going to go there, but here we go. Uh, <laughs> the device is called the Time Slammer, which honestly, as far as time machine uh, names go, that's the best one. Look, you will, you will never sell me come- on something better than the Time Slammer. If the sharks had made it, I would be like, of course they're going to call it the Time Slammer. Techno Paranoid is not going to call this like a time slammer. What he did. He's young and stupid, according to his future self. <laughs> no, he's I a have... Neanderthal compared, compared to his future self. Time yeah. slammer sounds like a dude who bones women so hard that he makes them forget what day it is. <laughs> Does it, though? Yeah. Would you really call a guy like that time slammer to well, your other friends? Sla- he slammed the time out of me. What is it, Thursday? Don't know. Saw the time slammer. Uh, Great. So they're trying to get a a virus, uh, get a virus sample. That's the whole deal. If we shut this thing down, we we get a sample of the virus, street sharks say, because they talk to their dad over a screen. And I think it's a bit that you can't talk about the the super futuristic technology of video email. It's it's post-apocalyptic, Chad. What do you want? Yeah. Yo, Finmeisters, we've got a video email. (laughs) I don't know why that makes me so happy. Yeah. You know, I have to stop and remember 1996 email was a treat. (laughs) And not a blight on our souls. Especially if it came with video. Oh my God. If 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 I got a video email in 96, I would have lost my goddamn mind. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't have been able to open it. Yeah, it would have no, just been, it would have just been like one of those like jibber jabber cards. Jib jabs? I, I remember spending thirty six hours downloading the Spirit of Christmas, <laughs> the original South Park cartoon. <laughs> I did that's a fact. Look no. Yeah, I feel that. Uh I I do in remember fondly the days when we would have to download porn pictures like one row of pixels at a time. <laughs> Jesus. Came across like the Matrix. Uh, I mean, I don't know what you're talking about, Chan. That's outrageous. Uh, my point is, uh, let's go back. There's a lot of jumping around early here. So we go back to the plan is going to drop on New Year's Eve, and everybody knows it. Um, in order to make the plan happen faster, though, uh, uh, the travel back in time old te- techno paranoid needs new techno paranoid to get him 100 vats of the virus. I don't know how any of this works, but he's basically like, get me a hundred vats of this virus. That's how we're going to get it done early. And I don't know why techno paranoid in our generation didn't think of that. Hey, if I just had more virus, apparently Uh, that's the answer though. I mean, the, the thing, the thing he did was he actually brought back the virus itself. Like the, uh, um, like how to make it. 
Oh, that's right. He brought back. He actually he actually perfected the formula bef- in, in a time frame before it had been perfected. That you're right. Yeah. You're right. Here's the deal. Great plot. Great plot so far. I don't hate. The, I don't understand it. I don't no. know because he talks about this virus will perfect everyone, and I'm like, that's great. <laughs> Do it. Seems like there's no people, so I don't know who this virus is for exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's there's not- got to be people. I bet that this is just. I bet that the street sharks like went to a neighborhood where they wanted to have their secret base, drove out all the people that live there. Mm-hmm. And then like, they skated. It raised yeah. the uh, rent so that they couldn't afford to live there. Exactly. And then, and then skated in it so hard that it oh. made it look like a bomb was dropped. Mm. And then they put a subway that cost $20 a sub in there. It was terrible. Um, oh, but I also then why would I you choose to drop you your virus bomb could. there? <laughs> Why not drop the uh, virus bomb where there's people? I do. I, I did forget there is uh, one human yes. in this entire thing who shows up driving a milk truck, um, yes. and then they blow it up. And for some reason, the the shark is like, "Ooh, that smell!" Like he likes the smell of burning milk. I guess it was strange. They, oh, what if he likes the smell of burning flesh? Um, I guess. <laughs> Whoa, you smell that? Mecca. I, mm, Mecca what? I, I, yeah, Mecca what? That's what he's saying. Smells good. Mecca like a high, Mecca hiney ho. <laughs> I don't, I guess, like maybe he, he just smells something. It, the, uh, the animation made it look like, mm, you know, like he was about to go floating off. Oh. Uh, the smell or something like that. Like I bet wimpy that was smelled like a hamburger. A- I bet that was like whoever did that voice acting did not read the rest of the script or perhaps was not given the rest of the script. <laughs> and so all it was was like, okay, give us five takes of you smell that. And it was like, oh, ooh, you smell that? Oh, you smell that? Mm, you smell that? <laughs> no, hey, I'm convinced that each that? one of the street sharks was just given a one sentence archetype and said, just do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got the really excited one, you've got the surfer guy. And it's every there is no difference in the lines. Every single line said with the same exact tonality, and it's it gets weird. It's a weird yeah. show. The only direction they got was uh, at the very beginning. We're like, "You're the yellow one. You're the blue <laughs> one. You're the gray one. Go, go. Figure it out." Yeah, I admit, like there were several times where I, like I, I basically stopped trying to tell which characters were which. Didn't know. Did not know. Now, uh, uh, we, we also have the, uh, what are they? Evil android sharks also came back in yeah, time. Mecha like sharks. Terminator. Mecha sharks. That was fun. Um, there's <laughs> another, there's a shark fight that happens here just because uh, really interesting. Like I'm trying to break down the way the street sharks fight. And it really just seems to be, be in a place uh, with no plan. Uh, just go somewhere, get shot at a whole bunch and then look around your environment to just find something to use. And I wouldn't say that's a good long-term strategy for Street Shark survival, but it worked very well here in that one just sort of uh, slowly skated towards the enemies as they were shooting at him, stopped after the enemy shot a fire hydrant, and then bent the fire hydrant so it sprayed water at the robot, and that's how he defeated the robot. Yeah. Like he had to wait till he did something first. And then there was another one who got himself treed into an alley 
with like four of them shooting at him. But thankfully there was a, the only thing that was able to be animated in the alley was a car. <laughs> so he picked up the car and threw it at them. Yeah. Um, and I remember all of these moments because, well, I'll tell you why later. <laughs> uh, the only thing I remembered about this uh, chunk was that there were two to three Jossums. There were definitely at least two, which yeah. is absolutely by any measure <laughs> at least one more than we needed for a uh -huh. battle scene in street uh -huh. shows you really got to save one per episode instead of like nine or yeah. ten yes yes that is correct <laughs> i was hoping for more jaw puns like you're like that's all you're gonna do i mean at least the smurfs like turn everything into a smurf yeah well they like, did oh, drop a few uh, fantastics uh, in there too Okay, um, yeah, yeah, you're right. All right, I liked that. I liked yeah, that. I, I but I feel like they're really half committed to the to the puns bit. There, there are a lot more, and I just stopped writing them down because they were all bad. Like just they were very bad. Not good. I don't. I, I actually wanted to know how Robert Clark Chan was. How does it feel to have puns as a weapon against you? My puns are very good. <laughs> everyone but, thinks their puns are good. Yeah. It's impossible yes, for everyone to actually cool. have good puns. Jen, your puns are good, but are they jawsome? It's a good they're question. jaw-dropping? No, that's not. Uh, oh, they're, no. Uh, wow. Um, Street Sharks 1, Robert Clark Chan 0. <laughs> Put it on the board. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, so in the plot, because we have one, both the street sharks and the androids lose one to the opposite team. So They're each one takes one captured. That's that's why my puns are better. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Just kind of wants to end the show right here. <laughs> Don't think we come back from that one. Oh boy, we should we should really get more sleep before we record the <laughs> podcast. Yeah, we're trying to do a lot in a little time here. Um, and what we get is that. That that just happened. So anyway, both lose one. Uh, the the Street Shark jaw, uh, Jobs. What's his name? I don't know. Jab? Jab, jab gets captured. Yeah. Did you get the jab? The answer was yes in the case of the bad guys. Um, <laughs> and one of the androids got taken in by the Street Shark so they could analyze it. To figure out how to defeat the new and improved Mecha Sharks. Oh Christ! I'm sorry. I just I did look at the uh, the Wikipedia. Finally, I didn't I didn't bother to learn their names. I heard Jab multiple times. I'm like, well, that must be one of them. Even though Jab doesn't make any sense, and I guess it's because he's Hammerhead Shark. Jab or Jaw? That's what they're going for. Come on. I I think they're he's like Bat does a lot of headbutts or something and they're like jabber like, jaw yeah. i bet uh, he's they, like uh i bet he's like a, a disgruntled uh a disgruntled boston shark who's mad about how he can't get any more jabs oh okay yeah yeah i could see that yeah uh the names of the rest of the sharks oh dear there's ripster which is awful that, that is, is awful awesome also name. is he i'm assuming he's killing people by ripping their flesh because why well, else does he have that name i don't know i feel like ripper says that you're killing people ripster means you're like ripping oh yeah uh, like rip it and rip it yo motorcycle oh, maybe uh, 
BMX tricks. Okay. Maybe his name was Rip, but he met uh, Rob Schneider from that Saturday Night Live sketch around that same time. The Ripster. The Ripster. Yeah. Rip it Nation. Ripple Stillskin. Making me want to uh, kill myself. Streaks is the other one. Streaks. No, that is poop in men's underwear. S-T-R-E-E-X. Because men do not know how to clean their butts. E-X. Because it is the Ooh, night. the extreme spelling. I don't like it. That is that is 100% dudes who don't know how to wipe their butts uh well i'm not not everybody not everybody okay that's all i'm gonna say not everybody (laughs) look unless you're unless you're using a washcloth i don't know what to tell you it's level-headed cool and self-proclaimed ladies man oh boy so was there a single lady on the show <laughs> of course not. Le- uh, level. Yeah, it was kind of surprising that there was no girl shark because this was after it was already established in shows like The Smurfs and The Snorks mm-hmm. that you need one chick. Uh, now, you also in this time need one black shark, which they clearly did not have. That's true. Um, let's see. Uh, 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 oh, he's Guys, real quick. Shown- real quick, because you mentioned that, I do want to share a story about street sharks that I found while in, while looking up this show while I was waiting for Chan. Oh boy! Uh, apparently, there was a a, a website called uh, TVTome.com back in 2003, and a, a guy who was still in middle school basically took up the assignment for reporting about street sharks. The sure. TV show for this oh, website, hell yeah! Mm-hmm. And he made up everything. <laughs> He created episodes, invented characters, plot points, and nobody was doing quality control of any kind on this website. Mm. So TV, so TV Tome was full of fake information about the street sharks. And he <laughs> just like made up voice actors, plots, everything he wanted to, and just invented it. But late, what makes it hilarious is TV Tome itself got bought by CBS's website, TV.com. <laughs> And without checking any of the info, put it in there, which meant that it, an actual critically, you know, critical usable guide <laughs> became real, <laughs> you know, uh, for a certain period of time until people noticed that none of it was true. Which they also hired means that, that dude he's to created write Mandela on the show. effect. What's that, Gina? They should have hired that dude to write on the show. Exactly that. That's why he's the showrunner of the new Street Shark. No, I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, but basically uh, he created Mandela effect as now there are people out there who swear certain characters and episodes existed <laughs> that never, including, and why I brought it up, a girl shark. <laughs> so there were, but like a middle even, schooler I mean, making up shit. Even the Ninja Turtles had, uh, had April. Like, I don't even need her to be a girl shark. She could just be a girl who is like in their gang in some but, way. The story is his four sons. Why couldn't it have been his three sons and one daughter? Like, what would it have changed? Nothing. Yeah, or like maybe uh, like the scientist could be a girl who's like trying to help him or something. It's weird because it, it like it was really established by this point that you need at least one woman in, in these cartoons. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Dr. Burano is attacking the city. Time to fly. Piranoid with his liquid laser gun. Bends, sky surfs in. Reptile shoots his blood sucking eels. But wait, sluggers ram to the rescue. They're no match for the Street Sharks. Street Shark figures, each 
sold separately, only from Mattel. Now, back to G.I. Joe. I haven't even gotten to Big Slam Ooh yet. Okay, excuse me. Sorry, Chan. I interrupted oh your bit God. with my own. Or Sir Thomas Bolton, who's a, a, <laughs> a, a, a encountered in the episode Sir Sharkalot, which oh, I have yeah. to think is a play on Sir Mixalot. Absolutely. Uh, so, so, so that's oh. the Black Shark. There must be a song about <laughs> large shark butts somewhere in this series, and I must find it. Or, or I want to like, do that episode now. Or their fins, like look, big shark fins. I love the idea of these terrible extreme pun names that one of them just has a proper British normal name. That gets me. <laughs> this show gets me, man. Oh, that's, that, that swordfish... Apparently, his name is El Sordo. It is El Sordo. I did see that. Yes. El oh. Sordo. And Manta El- Man is the one who is flying around, right? So don't tell me there's no diversity on this show. We get El Sordo. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was trying to figure out how Manta was flying. Uh, you know, oh. Manta. Yeah, but there's- that's Manta Rays, not Manta Sharks. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was Listen. some sort of flying fish, but apparently, no. It, oh, it is definitely not. It is the mascot for the Tampa Bay basketball team, or basketball, baseball team. God, what's wrong with me? The Tampa Bay Rays baseball team, and they keep them out in the outfield in a tank. Uh, and if they okay, flew around, it would be problematic. <laughs> the Dino Avengers, obviously, they're yeah. alien anthropomorphic dinosaurs. Don't even care. Because uh, under the antagonist, we got Tentakill. Uh, Great name. The Seaviates, or a group of mutant sea creatures uh, that are bad guys. Uh, not going to lie, if I were a an anthropomorphic fish creature who did evil, I would want to be in a group called the Seaviates. Uh, Wait, is that like I, is that like deviants? Yeah. 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 Except well, it's no. like Should- deviates. Yeah, I would want well, to be in the oh, Gill Squad. That's weird. I don't I'm, like that. I'm sure it's uh, a Canadian thing. Slobster slash <laughs> Kilimari Reptile. I like I like Kilimari. I would want to be Kilimari. Kilimari is a very very good name. Oh my yeah. god, there's a dude named Clamando down here. Oh, yeah. he's got yeah. chlamydia. Yeah, Sadly, yeah, with a Y, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, there it is. A mutant clam who has oh gonorrhea. Weirdly, I guess. <laughs> oh, I don't know why oh, they weird switched that up. Weird they couldn't get they couldn't get the rights to chlamydia. <laughs> you know how much you got to pay in, in royalties to get chlamydia? <laughs> uh, two hundred fifty dollars an hour, I imagine. It's Just it's a lot. Off the top of my head. <laughs> Ballpark figure. I don't know. Could be anywhere. Could be. <laughs> Uh, so, in other words, this show, I don't know, like a lot of people remember this show very, very, very fondly, and I think it's a bunch of nonsense. Who who remembers it fondly? I Name get a names. lot of folks in the Who Would Win community who are constantly asking uh, us to do see, uh, Street Sharks because they think they are awesome. And I one, kind of look at these guys, and I see them now in this episode sort of laid before me. And I'm like, I see how they would be good for the Who Would Win show, but (laughs) why do people like this? I don't know. Because they haven't seen it? 
No, if you're a six-year-old boy, 100%, this just nails it, drills it in. Yeah. exactly what you want. And if I would say that that is- year old boy, I, it's over. Yeah. I think that that is the audience. I think that that is mentally the audience of who would win. And it wow. likes it. If six-year-old boys liked it, then I would assume Gina's way on board for this show. That is, that it does, it would track it that were the case. So Gina? <laughs> Uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to answer it, but I look forward to all of the weirdos who listen to who would win DMing me at the question. <laughs> oh, Gina, they don't just DM once. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So now we've got each side has got a captured person for the other. Uh, they're going to yeah, they use this, this uh, virus gas on jab. He's now mind controlled and somehow like he's ascended. It's an, ex- an ascended form. And I just asked the question that we had Gina asked earlier. Uh, why is the future him so mean to the, the past him? Like they need each other and he's him. Like, I think that I think was Chan. Was a dumbass, but like I would be nice to him. Chan asked that. I said I would bully. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. The weird thing is like he the present guy actually calls it out he's like you need me because if i weren't here you wouldn't be here and he's like ah shut up I'm like but wait a minute he's correct why did they not follow up on that uh it's terrible it's terrible where'd everybody go I'm still here, but it does sound like Ray went somewhere. I, I needed another soda. Oh, my God. Well, you Real. guys can't vamp for five seconds while I turn around and grab a soda? I No, I, because I don't think adults should be drinking soda on a nightly basis. Well, I got bad news for you. <laughs> anyway. Can't, can't wait for you to go to the doctor and for him to tell him that you have to stop drinking soda. I, I think that's it. I have to find a different doctor. <laughs> I need a second opinion, Doc. Doctor, feel dumb. good. Tell me what I need to know. <laughs> Thank you. Dr. He's Pepper. They call Dr. Feel Good. He'll get you hooked up on Pepsi Max. Ugh. You can drink all the diet soda you want. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Dr. Mindbender. <laughs> <laughs> Careful, some diet gum, Joe's. <laughs> Oh, uh, the I answer miss is him. yes, Dr. Mindbender. I would love <laughs> some, and thank you for asking. Uh, amazing. Uh, anyway, I don't know what you guys are talking about because I stepped away for literally five seconds and y'all freaked out. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had a bit and I was done. And then there was just silence. As <laughs> Gina waited for you to tromp in like you usually do. Well, yeah, I really to, did. To be fair, Chan, most of your bits end in silence for five <laughs> or ten seconds. Thank God for editing. That I don't do. <laughs> it's going to be really sad that that whole bit that we refer to is going to be in the show. A professional show would probably take it out. <laughs> oh, God. I love anyway. They, all attention to our incompetence. They do an <laughs> autopsy on the robot uh, guy. And they find out through this really oh, invasive section. It was gross. It was they show the park afterwards. Are you fucking Buffalo Bill or something? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> or all I learned was like, oh, the joints are weak. Yeah. You could have figured that out in fucking five minutes without then, having to tear them apart. Like, ugh. well, then or they harvest them for parts. They, they should have oh, harvested yeah. him. 
I mean, to be no, fair, all did. this is implied. Because they did, aren't animation, they? At the so end, like wearing bits of him. Yeah. Like, yeah. like one is like wearing like a metal jaw, and like another is. Yeah. Oh my god, was, they did do that. It was yeah. Pretty creepy. Yeah. <laughs> that was horrifying. Yeah, it was very weird, especially because like these robots are seem very sentient when they're fighting. Mildly sentient. I wouldn't give them full on. They're not synths, you know. They're, we're not going to give them that. That you know of, just because they don't speak proper English. Wow. Wow, Chan. Wow. I said so they it. refer to the fact that they uh, the, the flying one, Manta, sees uh, Jab coming back, and he sees that he's different, and he comes back and says, he's been seviated. And they say it like nine times, like I'm supposed to know what the F that word is. Yeah, I Whoa. I had no idea what was going on. And I watched this with captions on, and I still had no idea what uh-huh. was going on. Like, I, I thought that the captions were getting it wrong. Like, I didn't, I don't know. That was the thing. The the CV8s. Yeah, I didn't understand it there but either. Like, I don't, like, what is it? What's the root of this wor- word? Like, I don't. Deviated. It's, you turn them into. You deviate their personalities. I'm gonna try googling it. Mm. Maybe it's, it's not like a real word, Gina. Maybe it's like stevia, the alternate sugar. Maybe Ew. they turn them into an alternate version of themselves. Ah. Hold on. Jawsome, Benz. That's what we'll aim for. Whoa, dude, you have been busy. Jawsome. <laughs> twice in nine seconds multiple jawsoms at that rate i think we're up to like 146 jawsoms there are so many jawsoms i really wanted to ring a bell um wait this says this says the cv8s are creatures that dr luther paradigm has gene slammed gene slam time slammer gene slam yeah they really like the word slammed in here and then it's like 1996 note one moby lick is listed here as he was mutated as a CV8 before he broke his mind control. Uh, oh. Is that is is Moby Lick the the uh, guy <laughs> who time slammed you, Gina? Oh boy! <laughs> oh, you guys, I can't. I'm I'm too tired to record this podcast tonight. I got time slammed by Moby Lick. <laughs> ew! <laughs> ew! 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 I knew it was wrong. When Moby, uh, when Moby Lick became a two hundred and fifty dollar patron on Patreon, <laughs> I knew not to send him that info, but <sighs> he earned it. Uh, they somehow um, okay. made Moby Lick more of a porn name by by <laughs> by doing it as Moby Lick. Moby Lick has a long prehensile tongue. <laughs> uh, also, he's a killer whale. Moby Dick is a fucking sperm whale, and they already have someone named Big Slamu, which he's got to be—he's got to be an orca, right? Otherwise, I, why would you call? I no, mean, he's I, a whale I shark. Nothing. I assume. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was gonna say for sure. I don't like. I I have no idea if any of these writers looked up what <sighs> kind of whales these were. These goddamn. Fucking Shamu is the most famous orca in the world. If you're going to make a character based on his name, you make him a goddamn orca. Just not uh, convinced that's what you do. Also, whale sharks are fucking uh, peaceful creatures. Why would you... The, 
okay, one of them is a bull shark. Uh, one of them is a, a hammerhead shark. These are all a, a tiger shark. Uh, th- these are all, uh, and a great white shark. These, these are all very uh, violent uh, animals. They, they can get really violent. A whale shark, all it does is like float around and eat. Yeah, they're little cuties. Grill. Look at Chan get supremely angry over marine life. Uh, that is the direct result of having a five-year-old who is obsessed. No, he is, yeah. With sharks, whales, octopuses, squids, anything, anything under the water. Uh. Take him to eat sushi yet? Yeah. Mm. Did you let him uh, pick out his own lobster yet? He's he's no, sad no. when he has to swallow the octopus and the tentacles, uh, the little suckers, like uh, oh, fucking grab gross. on never do as, as they go down your throat. Oh, no. my God. No, stop it, you. <laughs> I'm already not eating it, Chan. Don't make me not <laughs> eat it harder. So we have a fight. We have the second fight of the episode. And there's a really weird moment that happens. They're trying to subdue Jab so they can get his DNA. There's an interesting moment where Jab attacks them with what looks like a baseball bat or a long piece of wood. That piece of wood gets grabbed, wrapped around Jab's body like five or six times. Then Jab bites through it, revealing it was really rope. And I went back and rewound the scene four times because I (laughs) did not understand what I was seeing. But that is exactly what I saw. Deke, everybody. Deke animation. <laughs> it truly is magical. Um, In that David Copperfield would find that to be strange. <laughs> I, I'm trying to figure out uh, where at what point this happens, because um, we're, we're at Fission University, right? When yes. we have this fight. Um, I, I honestly have no idea anymore. It's like this episode never became or ended, and it always was. I just, there was I, a we- I got in here and I didn't know what happened. I got time slammed by Moby Lick. <laughs> by, by Moby Lick. <laughs> there was a sign that said FSU homecoming Wednesday, 8 p.m., which said to me that like, oh, that's why they're, you know, bringing this virus here because there's going to be all of these people here um, at Chan. 8 p.m., no. And they made a big deal of the time. It was no. 9 a.m. Uh, no. No. when they needed to buy some time so the dad could figure out the virus, blah, 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 whatever. No. It, there are all of these elements of a story, but they don't cohere at all. They're just no. like thrown at the wall. The thing is, in the Fallout video games, the bombs dropped, I believe, like right after Halloween or right before Halloween. So no matter where you go in the world, everything is decorated for Halloween because the apocalypse happened around the time of Halloween and everyone was dead. So nobody took down the decorations. Nice. (laughs) And I think the same thing is true here. That was a sign from like decades ago. Oh, okay. For a dance that never ended up happening. (laughs) Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I would buy that. (laughs) Um, Can somebody please explain to me why? Why that fucking shark had a football launcher okay. on his arm? <laughs> is now my question is: Is this Captain Gridiron? 
I am from, from Deke era GI Joe. That made me madder than anything else in this entire. Because <laughs> he's wearing a makeshift football helmet as his upgraded armor, and now he has a football slinger, explosive football slinger, hanging out of his arm, uh, like Ulysses Claw from the MCU. Uh-huh. Uh, except it only throws footballs, and those footballs are visible at every at all times. We don't have enough time because we're trying to stop this virus from destroying the world. Let's take a moment to make leather laces for <laughs> your football that explodes. <laughs> well, the good news is it worked because they got the DNA. He specifically got the DNA that they were looking for, and they sent it off to their dad, mm. who plot with it off screen. Yeah, I, I looked up what the dad's deal is, too, and apparently he gets like, horribly mutated at some point and so you never see him again he's just there and then they oh. came up with like a this the screen thing that's always blurry so you can never actually see how disgusting whatever he is oh, that's kind of clever cartoon it's not like he's freaking uh mark uh, uh uh hamill who you know like busted his face in a corvette accident and then came back you know and they had to like explain why his face looks so different in between New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. It's a cartoon. You could just make him not that or do anything. Yeah, like if he was wearing an interesting mask or something. I actually, because I was trying to figure out when they did that, I mean, uh, like this, this is the hazard of watching a show that you've never watched before, but I was like, oh, is that like the bad guy and he's throwing his voice like because he kept saying yeah. like oh my like yeah. i thought that that was gonna come back around at the end because when he was when they were like dad is that you and he was like yeah i swear it's me i just have a really <laughs> terrible connection you can't mm-hmm. see my face like i was like oh that's the bad guy luring them into a trap yeah and for all we know it is and it pays off next episode <laughs> for the record maybe, um, maybe. I mean, yeah, it, it's sort of like when uh, the, there's like something racist in an old show and then they do the new show and they're like, well, we had to do it. It's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> you wrote it. <laughs> you know, uh, MCU did the Mandarin pretty gosh darn well. Yep. I know that's a point of contention on the Internet, but as far as racist Asian stereotypes go, making him a fake Osama bin Laden portrayed by one of the most beloved actors of our generation probably a good idea he played gandhi and the mandarin Uh then they did the ancient one and all went to hell ah it's a fun movie i like me some shang chi what i'm talking about shang chi well, I'm talking about Shang-Chi because Ben Kingsley was delightful bringing back that character in Shang-Chi. Oh, yeah. Okay. The Ancient One was a misstep. Yes. That was everybody involved admits, including uh, 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 Tilda Swinton. Every single one of the people involved goes, that wasn't that wasn't a good idea. Are we talking about this goddamn cartoon? Because I'd really like it to be over now. <laughs> I just can't believe Tom Cruise is Shang-Chi. I just think that was a weird choice, too. Well, you know, he was so good in The Last Samurai, people figured, like, <laughs> we need more white people doing Asian stuff. Was it like Dave Chappelle's, like, a, a racial draft? Tom Cruise got drafted, so now he could take all the roles? Yes. Oh, dear Shark Lord. attack! <laughs> they swim through the streets, ladies and gentlemen. 
Uh, they swim. Gina's already mentioned this, but I wrote down here, God damn it. They're swimming through this. They just jump in the air, dive into the streets as if it was water, crack the pavement as they, as they swim underneath it. And nobody bats an eye. That's just a normal thing that they normally do. Yeah. I would be so pissed if I lived in that neighborhood. Like Gina, I would be like, it's post-apocalyptic. To... No one lives in this neighborhood. No, I there is no infrastructure wrong. to damage. Except you... the milkman. Who's delivering milk to? And what was he milking exactly? Wait a minute, milking Moby Lick. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh. God damn it. Also, I point out these robots are in theory very well made, except for the fact that they're they're very clearly very poorly made because uh, Mister Sword, Mister McSwordface, what's his name? Uh, El Sordo? He just sort of pokes at him with his swords and then they blow up. And I'm like, boy, this is not a very well-made death machine. Mm. And this takes me to maybe the most batshit, like as if all of this wasn't enough, the most batshit moment from the entire episode because we do a musical montage. Yeah. It's a theme song <sighs> montage for Techno Paranoid the villain. When and all started- it is... Is I was like, is this supposed to be a montage? <laughs> oh my god, this is a montage music yeah. video. What the fuck? You remember Deke era G.I. Joe? Uh, and I guess G.I. Joe Extreme did this too, didn't they? Where they would just like suddenly do a no sound two minute music montage action scene. But this full on had like lyrics and stuff. It did. But- it had an actual point to it. And then after a little bit, they realized they ran out of footage they wanted to make because they're Deke. And so they just started reusing action footage from earlier in mm-hmm. the show that we've been watching mm-hmm. and change the lyrics to just explain the things the street sharks have already done up to this point. We're only like 17 minutes into the episode. This goes on for a, for more than two minutes. Yes. And the long. most egregious thing they do is th- it just fades out. It's not even like, <laughs> that, no, but right, no, it's like no. I mean, we got to hear some of it, obviously. Yeah. No. No. no I, I need it. to. I need to go out on this high note. Metal headaches are attacking, and the future's looking dim. But the gossip war of diving in, chicken fin, crushing tears. Another gossip. Let's go back to the recycling bin. Yeah. We're gonna make techno history. All right. Honestly, this song was the highlight of the entire episode for me. Yeah, I mean, like, like I was, I was very bored by the time. I mean, it shows up fifteen minutes in. It's only a twenty-two minute episode. Twenty-two minute show. So, like, this was they. They were at. They were at this point. They were like, these people are going to be falling asleep. Let's amp them up and let them know they're going to be techno history. I just, I love that it starts as a montage anthem for the villain of the episode. And then after like a minute, they're like, actually, we're just going to recap the event so far. <laughs> like, it's what is so happening? Long. It's so good. It's so good because it's so wrong and long. Yeah. All of the above. Uh, okay. We get to the plot now. Uh, Techno Paranoid is asking uh, Jab to wear. He's wearing his uh, the, the, the mutator thing. And he says, transform your friends. And he doesn't want to. And they look deep in his eyes and he breaks the mind control. And he says, no. And then we have the results of getting the DNA back to dad. They now have an antidote. Let's talk about the fact that they keep cutting back. 
in the most awkward way possible. Yes, they do. To explain, you know, like, like he, they could have just shown up and been like, hey, uh, dad, finish the antidote. Here, drop it on him. But they cut the action of, of him, like, in the throes of this emotional distress to just exposition of, I have finished the formula. Get it out there. All right. I'll go get it out there. And then we cut immediately back to just a few seconds later. It, it was just so weird. No, and that's, just that's right. Bad editing. That's right. Because Manta actually says he's at the base. He goes, I'm going to go see how they're doing. He leaves. He sees this moment, says, I got to go back, goes back, has the scene where he gets the antidote. They expound on it for like a minute. He leaves a second time to go back to the battlefield and then drops the antidote on him. It is wild what happens in this show. Um, uh, and also, not only does he get not only does he get the antidote, they give him a, like an upgraded gear, like on the spot. Like it's weird. Yeah. And then and then the, maybe the weirdest science moment happens because uh, they have a giant canister of the virus, right? And they're going to pump it everywhere and they're going to do the thing except that the upgraded gear from jab shoots the canister and blows it up, sending everyone for back to the future. <laughs> I don't understand how that works. Yeah. I feel like if you have an airborne virus, maybe the best way to deal with it isn't to explode. Yeah. But why does it send everybody back to the future? It never gets fully explained or even attempted. It's just like, well, obviously they're going back to the future now that we blew up the canister. Like, no, no, isn't no, that's it, not isn't so that obvious, get... Street Sharks. No, I it's might not... need some exposition here. It's that they get erased from existence because that future never came to pass. Wait, so he's from an alternate future where he won? Yeah. I believe they traveled the street sharks traveled to a future where he won that's how they know about him and then he yeah so back. like isn't this i assumed he got erased from existence because I, like if they're because he was the version if if he had succeeded then he was that version but didn't they stop him from succeeding and then and then therefore he never exists look time travel stories are convoluted to begin with um not explaining it is maybe the best way to explain it. Yeah. I don't know. Honestly, and I would ask the people at home, uh, hopefully still listening. I would ask the question, uh, uh, do you enjoy it when we just dive into three seasons into a, a show and have no idea what's going on and fumble <laughs> around the whole time? Would you rather we just keep doing episode one and fumble around that? Here's I the mean, thing. We should have been able to... It, like cartoons shouldn't be this was a poorly written cartoon yes it was yes. so i feel like uh, there are other cartoons like if you you know if you dumped yourself into a good cartoon in season three you would probably be able to pick it up the thing is i looked at the episode guide all the episodes around this one to explain how we got to post-apocalyptic future and nobody wanted to help there was no explanation anywhere going back like the entire season uh, explaining why we're here. And I'm very angry. <laughs> and I blame the guy who was in middle school who wrote all the fake stuff. Sorry, I had to turn around and get a soda. I'm still getting a soda. <laughs> 
But guys, the difference is, you know, when I start talking, I'm going to go a good 45, 50 seconds. You have time to poop and come back and I'll probably still be going. Yeah, I'm into it. You're into me pooping? You know he is. Mm, it's my Moby Lick. <laughs> Ew. To be fair, I'm sure Chan has come over and tried the bidet. You know, I'll say it. Uh, surprisingly, I have not. I, I live not in surprisingly. Canada. They're gross. I, I can't imagine anything more invasive yeah. uh, and, and privacy uh, eroding than to go into another person's house and use their bidet. No, also, Chan, like, what's it's more invasive pleasant... and eroding is the camera I put on the bidet. <laughs> It's Fair. not a pleasant experience. It's very it's cold water being blasted at your anus. It's wonderful. It wakes you up. It no. gets you clean. Uh, Everyone come over and use the bidet. Is there a, there's a warm <laughs> version, isn't there? Yeah, the, like, you pay extra. Ooh, gross. Uh, is that a Patreon tier that people get to go over and use your bidet? If you hit the $250 uh, <laughs> Patreon tier, not only do you get Gina's home address, <laughs> no. you get... You get to buy us a warm bidet. <laughs> Ew. That's Ew. a promise for me to you. Everything in that sentence is horrific. <laughs> Are we done yet? <laughs> never. I'll never let it happen. Oh, wait, that's the end of the episode. Now, the biggest, the biggest question, and I'll, I'll have a lot of questions coming into this episode about the science of it, about what's happening, about why it's happening, uh, about how anything works, uh, is they have a New Year's Eve toast. And a table full of hamburgers. And this is a post-apocalyptic world. Where did this pile of hamburgers come from? It's not post-apocalyptic. You made that up in your Swiss cheese brain. There are no people and every building is destroyed. What do you mean it's not post-apocalyptic? They could not afford to draw people into those things. Then why did they draw the buildings broken? That was the thing that turned me. I was like, oh boy, they're real cheap. And then I saw the broken buildings. I was like, Oh, this is the future. This is a choice. Nope. <laughs> uh, more importantly, to Ben, to all awesome dudes. God damn it! They're all oh, guys. For gosh. those of you at home who did not watch this episode, you cannot really wrap your head around how many times the word "jawsome" was used. It was a lot. <sighs> It was a lot, a lot. And that's our show. Gina's thinking about it, isn't she? No, I'm like, reading the Wikipedia page to prove that you guys are wrong. For bidets? No. Oh, you're finding I'm, out uh, how you make a warm bidet? I'm, de- I'm, you know what? I'm not looking at that on Amazon right now. I'm not Champ, looking at it. one. It improves your life tenfold. It's the greatest thing you can do for yourself. I had one and I uninstalled it after one day. Yeah, Gina fears change in all its forms. No, I fear cold water being blasted at my butt. No, I'm not. I'm not getting a cold water uh, bidet. That's ridiculous. It's also super hideous looking. Like it's super trash. You could barely see it's there. What are you talking about? No, Uh, it looks super trash. Is it more hideous than your butthole? Because that's what goes on your toilet. Thank Yo, you. first of all, butthole goes in the circle. That's like saying uh, your butthole goes in a donut hole or something. 
What? Wait a minute. Wait. I don't know. I'm tired. I'm still on East Coast time. Oh God, we got one thirty in the morning for me. We got to get out. We got to get out. (laughs) I'm still trying to figure out how I can prove that you guys are wrong about this being because it doesn't list it anywhere on the way. Doesn't list it anywhere. There's no explanation of this world. No, I in fact, it, in street, fact, it says the sharks, residents of their metropolis, Nothing. like the the other They're residents of their metropolis. Metropolis. Yeah, and also we learned what Gina does uh, at one thirty a.m. when she goes on vacation in New Jersey. She puts her butthole in donuts. <laughs> well, wow, that was I did it, not need to know that, but now I know that. Yeah, Look, facts. Dunkin' Donuts after midnight <laughs> is a wild place. Is that why people say East Coast donuts are better? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Mercifully for Gina and Chan, it is over. <laughs> street Sharks, Shark Wars. Shark Wars. We did Street Sharks again, everybody. We did it. And this is Knowing is Half the Podcast. You can find us all kinds of places. Facebook.com slash Knowing is Half the Podcast. Our Patreon, of course, new patron. Hey, thanks for joining. Uh, uh, we have a patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Join the crew. Help us out. You know, help us buy some warm bidets for Chan. Uh, that's that's really what it's all about. Listen they have to a uh, portable bidet. Isn't that just like a sex toy? Yeah. Or like a spritzer bottle that you bend that's over a and weird. spread your cheeks and spritz yourself <laughs> with. No. I regret pooping everywhere there is not a bidet, but that does not mean I would choose to bring a bidet with me. That's a fact. Anyway, uh, you can listen to Vampire Detroit, vampiredetroit.com, Reclaim Detroit. It's my vampire audio drama. I'm still showing it, working on new episodes. I would like to make this happen in 2023, and God willing, it will. Uh, otherwise you could check us out on Twitter at GI Joe podcast, but individually I am at almighty rain at 999 RPMs. No, I'm you're at- not. Oh. oh God. I'm not. I'm, every time it's so wrote into your brain after seven and a half years. Oh, I don't know how I'm going to break this <laughs> easy. I know how you're just going to rejoin at some point. Oh yeah. No, it's already deleted. Yeah. It's gone. Gone. Uh, you know what? <laughs> At uh, AE Doubleback. Oh, because I I am on there uh, for my See, podcast. You didn't, you didn't even leave. That's the really distressing. Yeah, part. that's that's true. You could have just did. kept your personal account. I deleted it all, and then I was like, "Oh crap! I got to get back on to uh, to do some who would win crap." I was like, oh, "All right, I'll just turn on my <laughs> my marketing accounts." Chan invented a segment called Thunderdome. Lives. For the Who Would Win show, and then said, Hey guys, we'll funnel it through my Twitter account. Fast forward a year, Chan <laughs> deletes his Twitter account. <laughs> that is the most Robert Clark Chan thing I've ever seen. Yeah, that's that is really vintage me. I mean, outside of getting uh, banned from Facebook for posting anti Nazi stuff, <laughs> that would. <laughs> that's the most. Ro- this is the second most Robert Clark Chan thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, Gina, where are you on Twitter? I'm at Donut Buttholes. <laughs> Fuck. <sighs> and that's our episode. I hope you swim in the streets. Good night, everybody.
year, I, I decided I was going to try a seafood diet. No. Because <laughs> when I no. see food, no. I eat no. it. Thank you. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, my God. I'm funny. Oh, oh shit. All right. Save that for the end of the uh, podcast, please. <laughs> <laughs> Start the goddamn show. Hello, dear listeners. Do you enjoy playing video games with your best friends? Then I have the pod for you. I'm Philip, host of The Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Each week, my co-host Nave and I break down a cooperative experience in gaming. And we are always looking for new co-op partners to join us. So come play with us on The Gaming Together podcast. So I'm standing over this toilet taking a piss and I'm playing my Pokemon and I dropped it in the toilet. I remember the Game Boy just tumbling in the water. And I remember screaming for my mom trying to get this Game Boy. Wait, how old are you? And she yelled at me. She yelled at me. Oh and I was my just god. Like traumatized. I was like, no, my, my Pokemon. That's Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Come on down, co op partners.